The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Beyond the Fairway Podcast, we back. It's here. It is here, Will. It's Ryder Cup week. They know what Beyond the Fairway is by now. I'm not about to go through all that. They know that it's the home for swag golf and all that good stuff but we're Ryder Cup Ryder Cup Wisconsin the cheese people what are we gonna see man I don't know I don't know what we're gonna see but we, we coming off an ale in the last Ryder Cup yeah yeah this is a this mm. is a wider cup it is a wider cup um I, <laughs> you said it not me I, you said it bro I'm just following you <laughs> But we we're here we're here and uh uh I, I'm glad to get some team competition because I have been traveling by myself all <laughs> my lonesome for the last you know a week and a half uh you know coming off the little um thing with Steph Curry and his event and then you know had a couple meetings so I am here I'm ready to put my feet up and I'm ready mm. to watch some team atmosphere I hope I don't see any um uh. I hope the goal post doesn't move on our goal. <laughs> Ooh, I like how one? you just teased. I like yeah, how you teased okay, that. Because yeah, we just because we just kicking it. <laughs> we just you know Will and I on this week's episode we kicking it. Packers kicker Mason Crosby. You know we just it's it's a really chill vibe. You know what we're gonna get to that interview here in a little bit. But Will with the Ryder Cup and the teams, I'm kind of nervous. I feel like John Rahm is gonna go into this Ryder Cup. You know, on, on his Ian Poulter, banging the chest stuff. He's playing at a high level right now. We got Brooks Kepka talking. Here comes the beep, talking shit about how he's going to get it done. Just I'm just going to go be me. Ain't no I in team, but there's me, you know. So I, his comments last week, Will, very interesting. Brooks had the world ablaze. Yes, yes. I, uh, I, I'm i very much interested to see how the, uh, the, the team camaraderie works between us's. <laughs> but I want to know. Uh, I, I still, I'm still questioning Project Harrington, his decision to, to bring uh, Sergio Garcia. I, I'm still trying to figure out how is this going to work. I mean, is this going to? Is this? This could be the ultimate, you know, team captain move. I'm giving my friend a spot. Mm. I predicted him having a spot back in May, versus, you know, uh, this could be a complete blunder. You know, because I'm not sure if he really he didn't really qualify for the team. So uh, this Ian Poulter, Sergio Garcia pick, although Sergio Garcia is the one of the all is the all time leading points maker within team cup with team history on the European squad. I just don't know if it's gonna work out this time because I think we, we even though we're a little chaos over here on our side, I still think it might be. Uh, I think it might be to uh, to no avail. 
that of that pick. I just hope they have a camera in the team room so we can really see how Brooks and Bryson or Brooksy, whoever you want to call, get. You you said I can't believe you just said that, bro. Did you just say? Am I? Hold on. Am I not allowed to go to PGA Tour? No, no, you're not. You're canceled. You're out of there. We got to protect. You can't not pick on people. That was that was was, you picked on him, bro. I can't believe you said that. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But and he hey. said it. He's, oh, that's the wrong way. He said it, not me. <laughs> I said it. That's fine. I'll take it. Brooksy, what are you going to do this week? Am I talking about Bryson or am I talking about Brooks? I don't know, but we'll see. Ooh, They're both on nice. the U.S. team. Uh, Will, without further ado, let's go ahead and, and cue it up. Mason Crosby right now going beyond the fairway right here. Golf Channel, NBC Sports. Yeah, let's let's kick off this interview. Some great questions. <laughs> Beyond the Fairway Podcast welcomes in the legend, Packers great, Mason Crosby. What's up, baby boy? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Yeah, just uh, in between meetings, so good to sit down and chat with y'all. See, I'm glad it, we just come in here and get him, Will. It's like we just right, kind of, it's like I, we, I, know. I feel like I'm in practice right now, you know? That's right. Well, this this interview might be over real quick because Mason, I'm gonna, I'm going to need the, the cash app. I got to need some Venmo from you. Because uh, <laughs> you owe me some money, bro. You owe me some money, man. Uh-oh. You you made you made you made a couple clutch kicks, man. That I didn't think that was going to happen. Oh, I know where this is I, going. And I I I lost some some big bucks. Let me let me give you a good example. Let me give you an example. In 2017, <laughs> I had it. I needed an entry fee to a tournament i'm a mini tour player i had to find all kind of ways to pull in resources and i was 11 dollars short because of you because you made a clutch you made a clutch kick a 56 year 56 yard kick in 2017 and i was 11 dollars short i need 11 dollars. i need i need my money mason we'll you up. i need yeah, my money so, i mean did you, did you have to borrow it from somebody i mean yeah I, I, well i didn't i get to play the tournament because i was 11 dollars oh, short so on. i'm gonna need uh, i'm gonna need that apologize. money mason i do apologize <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get you we'll get you back yeah I, man, I, I, I maybe you'll went, maybe you'll bet on the other side next time I, I, there you go I, I, there you go because i i've never went against you since that day all right I appreciate <laughs> it. oh man hey, sorry that hurts Mason, what's it like staying with the same team since like 07, man? I find that interesting in today's professional athletes. I feel like our our, our heroes get traded around like trick-or-treat candy, but how is it to be a Packer your whole career? You know, uh, gosh, it's been special. Um, kind of seeing this team change and seeing uh, this place change. You know, I'm sitting in a, you know, in this meeting room doing this, uh, you know, this stuff with y'all and just uh, the, the building has changed over time, the, the players, the people. So, for me, some of it's uh, it's stayed fresh and new. Um, I try to find every year, uh, find something that I'm striving for and uh, you know building towards, so that um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't stay stagnant. And uh, the organization does a good job of continuing to grow and change, and uh, you know build upon you know things that we've done in the past. But um, yeah, for me, it's. It's it's been a blessing. I mean, I can't I can't say anything new. I have five children that uh, have all been born here in Green Bay. The same doctor has uh, delivered all five of my kids. So, uh, you know, stuff like that is just um, whenever you get into the NFL, that's not the the kind of life you think you're going to have. You think yeah, you're gonna you know potentially be on three or four teams, bounce around a couple times, find a place that sticks. But um, yeah, Green Bay is. Has definitely been been home for me, and I can't believe now I'm uh, in year fifteen here. So obviously, obviously being in year fifteen, you are uh, definitely familiar with the place and familiar with the surroundings. 
but the teammates aren't always in the same situation you're in. So was there a, a golf buddy that you may have had in recent right. years that like, man, I wish he hadn't left or I wish he would perform better so he didn't get cut. But uh, <laughs> well, I definitely don't, there... uh, I don't think I'm doing it that way, but uh, <laughs> that, you know, there's, there's been some guys, you know, over the, you know, over the past, uh, luckily Aaron has been here in the same amount of time as I have. So we always, uh, you know, get out and sneak out and play a few rounds, have a, you know, constantly kind of revolving, uh, you know, group of guys, um, you know, that uh, that become new golf buddies, trying to get guys kind of fresh into the game. Um, you know, we got, uh, you know, Preston Smith has gotten the bug. So he's been asking for some uh, some tips and some lessons. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll go out and play. I love playing with the offensive linemen. Those guys, mm. surprisingly, yeah. I mean, great swings, great hands. A lot of them are really good players. Brian Balaga. Uh, you know, we were at the same club here in Green Bay. So whenever he left, uh, you know, that was a little bit of a bummer because we could sneak out. That guy, I mean, talk about like smashing the ball and, uh, you know, being able to get up and down from anywhere. Like his putting always surprised me. I mean, the guy was just phenomenal around the green. So, um, you know, always gave him a little bit of hard time because uh, how good he was. Uh, you know, I was always wondering why his handicap was so high, but uh <laughs> you know, he'd, he'd always, he'd always come through in the clutch. He was a gamer, right. you know. I, I would think, I would, Doug. I kind of would think that, you know, Aaron Mason, when it comes to linemen, they're covering all the the green fees. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I yeah, think, we, hey, if, if you're a lineman, I got you. You don't have we, to worry about a bit of golf. Yeah, you take care of those offensive linemen. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> uh, you know, they they might lose a little bit on the course. Uh, you know, in, uh, in some of the games we play, but uh, they're definitely not paying for the round. Absolutely. Hey, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back Georgetown, Texas days. What came first though for you, Mason? Was it the football or was it golf? It was. Uh, it was actually soccer. So, uh, yeah, I started playing what soccer. What position? A little, little footy. That's okay. right. So, um, yeah, center mid mostly. Center so, mid. Oh, yeah, so, you, so you, co you covered the field for real. That's right. I like that action. I, uh, yeah. I wanted to, you know, get back on defense, but also, uh, you know, press it up and uh, try to score goals. So, I think that's where my, yeah, kind of that drive to, to you know, to score and to, to get that started there. And then, um, yeah, started playing football. I didn't play football until I was in seventh grade in a traditional sense. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, I put the pads on, started playing football in seventh grade. I actually, I was playing other positions when I started playing football and I didn't really, um, you know, speak up that, uh, that I could kick. So I didn't actually start, start off kicking. Uh, you know, we had an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman doing kickoffs, weren't kicking a lot of extra points. And one of the guys that was kicking off got hurt in the game and, like my dad like kept telling me, he was like, have you told him you can kick? Like, cause we'd go out and goof around. And I was like, nope, nope. I'm just, I'm going to play my positions, do my thing. Uh, you know, they have their guy and then guy gets hurt and literally it's on the sideline. Is there anyone that, you know, thinks they can kick and, uh, you know, we need a kicker now. stepped up. Yeah. Went out and did the next kickoff and it was kind of history after that. I kind of, you know, Hey, basically was it one of those hand time. raises where you were kind of like, I, I, I can kick coach. Yeah, exactly. I'm in the back. <laughs> like, Hey, I got this. <laughs> Yeah. So, so when, uh, when did the golf come in? So you, you're you're playing soccer, playing football, seventh grade. When did you pick that club up? You know, I I can remember. I I, I remember seeing some old, old pictures and stuff with my dad. Just uh, he was a phenomenal golfer. He was a scratch golfer my whole childhood. So I didn't actually. I don't think I beat him until I was a sophomore in college and uh, finally got that first win and uh, remember it vividly. Uh, making the last putt and knowing that. 
finally had beaten my dad at golf. That uh, that was a big moment. So I remember always having a club in my hand as a little kid, goofing off, uh, you know, going out with my dad, and then uh, you know tried to tried to play a little bit in middle school on the golf team, but just had so much stuff going on, never could really take it seriously. But uh, I think whenever I really got passionate about it was in high school. I um, I actually worked at a golf course uh, my sophomore year, and a couple of buddies worked at some different courses. So we were able to uh, sneak out and play for free, which was nice. It was a, a perk of the deal. Yeah, you, you work at the course. You could sneak out on Mondays and uh, get some rounds in and really start taking to the game then. And, um, you know, never – never really had formal lessons i know my dad just kind of you know taught me the game and then uh i am a very i'm a visual learner so i watch guys on tour watch guys uh, you know do their thing and uh, you'll know, just try to take bits and pieces from that and uh to this day i think that's still how i uh, <laughs> i try to play the game it uh it would probably serve me well but i i, I have a love for the game that uh that i don't want to ever compromise with trying to you know it's like i have my job I kick a football for a right. living. I want to go out on the golf course and, uh, you know, have fun, enjoy the, the camaraderie of the game, you know, being with buddies and uh, and having a good time. And I, I do find myself pushing my son, though, a little bit. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah right. he's, he's got a sweet that. swing, you know. I wish I had the swing he had. It's, uh, you know, he's already taking more lessons than I have, uh, you know, doing junior golf. Oh, you got five like kids, so how old is said son? My son's 11. He just turned 11. Okay, so, I was going to make sure nice. we got the right cadence That's as a child. Right, right. right. <laughs> I give him – he's the oldest, so, yeah, we had a boy and then four girls, and uh, they're all in junior golf. They're all picking up clubs, and uh, yeah, I love it. I'll, I'll take – we'll go out to the course, and uh, I'll take as many of them that will go with me. It's sometimes the only way I get out there and uh, yeah. let them <laughs> let them hack it around. and. Right. Um, my son, I think, will probably be beating me in a couple of years. Uh, yeah, I, I give him a stroke a hole right now, and it's uh, it's uh, might be a little it's, bit too much. Tough test. Hey, <laughs> hey Will, Will Mason's the only only uh, NFL player with a minivan. That's what right. I'm saying right now. <laughs> yep, I, got, I, have a, I have a custom out Fort Transit. That thing is nice. A, a true <laughs> soccer dad. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, you, you just mentioned uh, speaking on to you know taking lessons uh, as a golfer, what have you. But I would like to get into the technique of being a kicker. Okay. Yep. Now, I play center. Well, I was left mid. Nice. When I play when I play soccer, oh, but I, I I could not figure out how to kick a football. So really? you know, so I, my thing is, is it? Can you give me a little bit of technique where they can kind of compare it into a golf swing? You know, how yeah. can the uh, how can the kicking a ball weed into a golf swing? You know, given acceleration, playing the foot, given you know the angles, Strike geometry, location. all that. I so like I need I need, well. I, I need I need to know this, man, because I need to figure out why I failed. I was hoping to be the first one of the first black kickers in the NFL. Yeah, but that thing went just downhill. Did you kind of? Yeah, did uh, I'm sure you know. So kick, our soccer players, their tendency when they try to kick a football is uh, you, you almost try to shoot it like you're yeah. shooting a soccer ball. So. Right. Yeah, whenever you're kicking a football, you're you're planting knees, your right legs locked out. You're not coming over the top with your knee bent. Um, mm. Yeah, the tendency with soccer guys, I feel like, is a hard left, you know, hook, is uh, is the big miss there. So, uh, I remember in high school a couple times trying to get some of the soccer guys on my team out and uh, you know working with them, and yeah, they they'd get frustrated and they, they'd walk off after, you know, 10 attempts just because uh, it's, yeah. it's a hard deal. So <laughs> what I think about is a, it's more like kicking a goal kick um, mm -hmm. in soccer is 
you're trying to get uh, lift and, um, you know, you're striking through the ball, but uh, you're almost sitting back a little bit more. So uh, you're, you're not, you're so, so not to, so covering the ball up as much. So the sitting back is also compared to uh, creating leverage, correct? Yes, exactly. So like okay. for as far as a golf swing goes, um, you know, my my hip motion is very similar to my kicking motion. So, mm. you know, you load up on that right side and then you're releasing it through. My tendency occasionally playing golf is I'll throw that right hip to the ball a little bit too much, mm. you know, because that's, that's yeah, that's like my swing. So I come over the top instead of kind of, you know, sliding those hips and keeping them back a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, whenever whenever I'm playing a little – whenever I start kicking and I get back into the rhythm and training camp and stuff, my golf game plummets. It's, I start throwing that hip at it, and it's, <laughs> that's going, that ball's going left, and, uh, and I try to save it, and I'm, you know, I'm blocking out right, and I'm like, oh, gosh, this is a, well, it's a disaster. Well, speaking, speaking of blocking out right, you know, Mason – didn't do you it in had, that game. You, Don't you, worry. You, you, okay, you have had a couple of blockout rights in your in your kicking <laughs> career. How have you re- how have you recovered? Like how have you recovered from the mental aspect? Because in golf we all miss shots. I saw yeah. Doug miss about seven greens in a row the other day. And <laughs> This is, and, how I, uh, this is how he does me. Basically. That's how it goes. Huh? <laughs> he, he blocked. He blocked and pushed. He did it all. It was, it was, it was everywhere. Fire, huh? it, it was a fireworks uh, display. Oh, but I, I want to know how how do you recover from the you know block kicks in big games? And I want to see how we can compare that to golf for some of our viewers. Well, you know, I think it's um, it's just like whenever I get frustrated on a golf course. If if I didn't go out and practice, then I, it's hard for me to like work on stuff and get frustrated like playing the round of golf. So I always equated to how much time and effort and how much practice and how prepared am I to go out onto the field. So uh, the, the week of work leading up to a game is so important. Um, you know, there, there definitely been weeks where practice was a little bit of a grind and uh, you know, you, you hope that you go out to, in pregame and uh, kind of, sort through some of that stuff and fix it. It's like going to the driving range, you know, it's like, all right, I'm hitting my stock shots. I'm hitting these things that feel really good every time. And, um, you know, that's, that's how I take my pregame warm up. is, all right, what's the ball doing? Uh, I'm not mm. going to force things most of the time mm. on game day. And, uh, you know, you, you just allow it to, uh, to be what it is on that day. So, uh, I definitely think I, I can adjust and uh, and do more things on the football field than I can on the golf course. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a very similar mindset to me. And so I, I find I find golf uh, therapeutic because um, I, I don't get frustrated uh, during a round. But I do find myself sometimes it's like oh, I didn't have a chance to go and hit the driving range or chip and putt. And then on the course, I'm like working on my swing. And it's like what? Like this is not the place to do that. So right. I definitely try to avoid that in my job. Um, and see, I like what you said there, right? Because that's some yeah. really good advice. You said something, I'm gonna go way back to we talking about, we talking about practice. Yes. You said that you, you check to see what the ball's doing, doing your warm up. And yeah. I think a lot mm. of golfers out there that do get the chance to warm up and play what they say, Will, you got to dance with the one you brought. That's you right. So if you got that little draw like going early in the round. You got that little fade going in the round. Hey, Mason says he just sees what is cracking and then, and then takes it to the course. Well, but, to the field. So, but you, right. but you want that. you. I, like I also, I'm also curious to, you know, so Ben Hogan uh, had in his book where he he find the most smallest target when it comes to a golf when playing yeah. golf. Do you do you find the smallest target when you're trying to kick it to the uprights? Maybe a guy who got an orange shirt on the crowd in the backdrop, or 
are I definitely don't look at fans because <laughs> they're, they're moving around out there. So the fans in the stands, it's like a, it's a phenomenon and like something that, uh, you know, I've tried to pride myself and just it's like they just become a kind of a mass blur, you know. And so I look at mm-hmm. inanimate objects high through the uprights, um, you know, whether it's a sign on the stands or, you know, it's uh, whatever. And so it's if the wind's blowing right to left, I'm I'm finding something right center of the uprights that is not going to move that I can lock in on and, um, you know, have a good target line. And, yeah, I think of the movie The Patriot and it's, uh, you know, aim small, miss small. And, uh, you know, I, right. I, I, I kind of always say that, you know, um, throughout the week and kind of in preparation is just find the smallest. Yeah. Find the smallest target line and, uh, and then let it rip. I mean, you can't, you can't guide it to that spot. And that's, yeah. um, you know, that's how I view golf as well as like, I'm a better full swing player. Um, mm. so I'm going to take a club that I can really commit to every time. And, um, you know, I'm just going to always, I'm going to pick a good spot and then let it go. Hey, Will, so that, that, that one fan that took eight hours to build that kick it here sign, it's sorry, yeah. sorry, super fan. Yeah, it's unfortunately. Nobody's, sorry. Nobody's seeing that damn sign. No, that sign we're we're, we're not hell. looking at that. <laughs> and so it's amazing. Amazing. I got a real quick question. When you, uh, have you, you, you kick the ball off too, like in starting games too, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I played football for, uh, for one An hour. Game. I played play, play football for one game, and I did kick the ball off. One of the right. most scariest things to me was when that guy, the receiver, got past everybody else, and it was just me and him. That's right. That felt like five <laughs> bogeys coming. What? How? What is going through your thought process? Like, do I tackle this guy? I gotta be. I gotta be strategic how to tackle this guy. How, what are your thought process in that in that short moment? Yeah, you know, I've definitely gotten. I'd like to say wiser in uh, in the tackling <laughs> realm. It's um, I think when I was younger, I would like I'm I'm a competitor, so like whenever I see a breakdown, you know, it's like a guy makes a good play and there's a seam. It's like my mindset is like I, I my job is to get him on the ground. I'm just one of eleven. I gotta I gotta go out there and hit him. So um, I'm definitely always gonna leave my feet. Uh, I've seen too many guys like try to you know break somebody down and then like, you know, make a good form tackle and, you know, ankle, knee, some, something bad happens. So I'm just going to take a shot. I'm always just going to try to get into that knee, into that thigh board and, uh, and, you know, get as much of the guy as possible. And worst case, <laughs> I'm making cut hard off of me and, and someone else tackles him. Right. Know, ultimately, I am not a, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a free safety. Yeah. I'm not doing, yeah. I'm not out there. <laughs> they got past everybody else. My job is just to try to, if I can trip them up, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, you know, use yeah. the sideline as much as possible. But I've, uh, you know, I've had some good tackles in my career. You know, nice. it's, uh, you know, it's been something that I've, uh, you know, I've had pride in, and just making sure that if it comes to me, I'm going to do everything I can to at least be a be a like a a speed bump if I have to be. You know, <laughs> I've had a couple that have been nasty. I've like I like overcommitted to a guy, and I kind of went down, and guy just like ran into me, and like he got on the ground, but uh, it. It actually ended up, you know, not feeling too great on my side of things. Yeah, I hundred percent agree because when I when I did when I uh, played football a couple of times, I was it's my whole goal was just as he, as he as he's running me over. I was hoping it was long enough to guys can come. That's right. You just gotta yeah. you just have to slow him down, make him yeah. make him make a move, so at least somebody right. else can make the tackle. As as his cleat went through my 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 chin strap, I was just hoping it was enough. Exactly. <laughs> hey, but at least you were there. Right there, you go. 
<laughs> no, well, we got we we have to discuss it. I mean, it is Ryder Cup week, Will right. Mason. It is in your state of Wisconsin. I'm not sure how far it is from Green Bay. Will and I had a chance to uh, to trek through the great state of Wisconsin a couple weeks ago. When we're talking about this Ryder Cup, Mason, what are you looking for? I'm assuming you've played Whistling Straits. What are you looking to see out of the golf course, out of the American team, and hell, out of the European team? I don't really care about the European. Yeah, team. well, yeah, we're uh, you know we're about an hour away from from Straits, and um, yeah, I try to get down there a few times a year. I mean, it's it's one of my all time favorite courses. I mean, this place uh, it's set up perfect for viewing. I think it's going to be an awesome atmosphere for the fans. Wisconsin, like obviously people come from all over, but Wisconsin sports fans are on a different level. So they're going to bring the juice. We're going to have, you know, people all over. Obviously (laughs) we have Keith Stricker, uh, Wisconsin legend as the captain. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is going to be an epic one. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I think we have an awesome team on the USA side. Obviously the Europeans have kind of that, that vibe about them where, you know, they're, they, they definitely uh, that play the team game really well. So, uh, you know, we yeah. kind of have to – I feel like the USA side has to kind of withstand some of the, you know, the shots in those first two days and then uh, go out and, and dominate in the singles matches. Well, we got to talk to Mason. Mason, we got to get we got to get a little messy real quick. All okay. Right, I'm just going to say it. Will likes to talk about being messy. I'm going to go ahead and go there. Brooks Kepka has recently <clears throat> made some statements about his attitude towards the team environment as a team – you know, athlete. You're also kind of an individual athlete too, because you're the kicker. Like, let's mm-hmm. just be real from my vantage point. When you hear comments from Brooks talking about it's just me, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, there's no I in team, but there's definitely me. Does that what advice do you have for golfers playing in a team environment? Cause I feel like Brooks might need to bite his tongue a little bit and just be a teammate. You know, you got any any words of wisdom for us golfers that jump into the team life? <laughs> you know, I think, um, you know, just specifically my role is like, yeah, obviously I try to uh, I'm on the sideline doing my thing. I, I am like kind of in a, you know, my own space. So I, I think in like the, the golf side of thing, like in my job, it's like you have to focus in specifically on your task, your swing, your job. And even in a team event, I, I don't think, you know, some of the things you know that Brooks said, it's like I think that's just his mentality. So mm. um, I I don't know how anyone else took it, but it's like I think everyone understands. That's how Brooks you know prepares himself to play. And whether you are in a team event or not, um, you have to go put your best you know golf, your best you know my best kicking out on the field, mm. and it does kind of hinge on that. So. Um, no one else can make the shots for him. No one else can do any of that. So I guess, you know, everybody, everything that Brooks says right now is going to be kind of weeded yeah. through with, you know, with a yeah, yeah. tooth comb just to, you know, try to get the nuances in there. But, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I think he's a competitor. So ultimately he's going to go out. He's the type of guy you want on your team to, you know, to kind of, if, if he's going to be talking trash or he's going to kind of, you know, be that steady guy that's not going to get too up and down with different things because he is locked into what he's trying to accomplish. Um, there's definitely a role for that. And as I've found being on so many teams, so many different personalities, so many things that it's like you, 
you need all of that. You need mm, the okay, guy that's going to bring take. the juice. You're going to need the guy that is kind of more like I'm focused on my stuff and I'm going to lock in and make sure that I do my job at eye level. You need the guy that's more team centered and it's going to be bringing everybody together. So I think if those pieces can mold together and you can have chemistry in it, it's not a bad thing, but if it does become divisive, then then obviously we know what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of talk about <laughs> yeah, about Brooks yeah. at the end of this thing if uh, if it becomes an issue throughout the week. Hey, you, Will, you, you, here's 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 the here's the here's the best question. I'm going to ask you and Will. Would you from the statements that Brooks has made, would you liken Brooks to a player like a Dennis Rodman? Oh, it, it, it's, it could be. I, I tell you this: Brooks could be maybe a um, a uh, a positive chaos. At yeah, time. Okay. I mean, you know, okay. I, I agree. P- positive chaos. Go ahead, Mason. And I, I think he he's okay putting it on him. So, like, right. you know, whether you know, it's like he took focus away from you know the team, or he like honestly, if it if he's the guy that like unites okay. the USA team, you know, around something else. Right. And he kind of just deflected all that, you know, all that energy onto himself and he can handle it. Then, then yeah, it is, I guess what you're saying. Yeah. It's more like a Dennis Rodman type of thing where it's like, yeah, I'm going to go do go, my go thing. Do what you got to yeah. do. And this then just team make sure is going to yeah, take care of their stuff. He's going to make his butts. He'll do his thing. Yeah. And <laughs> so, you know, so they're not talking as much about, you know, some of the team USA, you know, issue or things that might've happened in the past or all that. They're just like, all right, Brooks, you know, would I put Brooks and Bryson together? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm so not sure you, that's going to be a pairing. So, that's so, going so Mason, are you, are you the teammate when there is a person that's in the locker room who is a distraction? Are you, are you, or maybe Aaron, are you guys kind of waddling over there to the teammate? Like, Hey man, you're kind of <laughs> messing up the, you messing up the team dynamic. You know, how are you guys, well, I'm going to play the PC line a little bit, but it is like, I, it, it's going to sound that way, but we do have a, we have an awesome locker room. So uh-huh. I have, I've been pretty fortunate here in green Bay that, uh, you know, we, we don't develop a lot of drama and it's, uh, you know, we do have honest conversations occasionally just, uh, nice. you know, let's, uh, let's stay the course, let's do the right thing. And yeah. we have a, we have a good group, especially this year, good group of leaders that, uh, you know, just, just don't allow those those things to pop up. I mean, guys, nice. uh, yeah, guys have have voices. Guys can you know say and do whatever they need mm-hmm. to to you know get themselves prepared and uh, you know kind of have their platform. But uh, you know, we we definitely are a team first uh, group and uh, make sure that uh, yeah that we you know we don't want to you don't have to toe the line. But it's like let's uh, you know let's make sure that we're uh, we're doing the right thing that uh, you know is best for the team. All right, team first. Will we got to you got one more for him, Will? No, nah, I just want to know if, if if we're going to see you this week at Ryder Cup. Are you going to have a chance to make it out there and and party Man, with the? I'm waiting to see what our schedule is next week, but uh, you know, I I am I am hopeful I might be able to sneak down for one okay, afternoon and uh, yeah, get to catch a peek. Are y'all going to be there? Well, if you see me, you if you see me with a drink in my hand and cross-eyed, <laughs> you don't know me. Okay, yeah, well, you, know, you don't I'll know have me. your eleven dollars <laughs> waiting for you. Hey man, I need, I, I'm I sorry. It's a little that. late though. <laughs> hey Mason, we got to get out of here the only way that we know how. We call it rap foursome right here, Beyond the Fairway Podcast. You're gonna go play golf with four rappers. It's you and four other people, dead or alive. They don't have to play golf. Just who do you think you can vibe with? So right here, Beyond the Fairway Podcast, Mason Crosby. Who are you pulling up to the golf course with? Ooh, uh, let's see. Probably Tupac. Nice. Um, 
Nice. Let's go, Dr. Dre. Okay, we West, Coast, West Coast, East yeah. Coast. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting all over, getting all over the place. Yeah, I love that. That's it. Um, and then, who? Last one. Two more. Two more. Oh, you said you no, said no, Tupac, said, he, Dre, and Snoop. Snoop. All right, yeah, one more. Oh, My bad. I can't count. Um, man, let's just go crazy and Jay Z. Okay, hold on, hold on, Doug. Hold on, Doug. Across the board, I'm I'm bringing East and West Coast together, and we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Doug, I'm I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you why this is a good foursome, and I'm gonna tell you why Green Bay is is fitting for these guys to play golf with Mason, because all of them have a lot of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to end it. (laughs) Well, kill myself out here, boy. I need to be on stage. I love it. Well, Mason, like the American team, the Packers need to bounce back from a previous loss. We wish you all the best on Monday Night Football coming up. Packers have the Lions, I believe, next Monday Mm -hmm. or on Monday. This should be good. So all the best. Hey, hopefully, you know, you might have that moment where the field is set. You get it through the uprights for the W for the squad. But, hey, all the best to you, health and wealth, man. We wish you the best. Appreciate you going beyond the fairway right here Golf Channel NBC. Blessings, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks. There you have it. Mason Crosby. I, I, I think like this I think this interview went completely through the uprights. I think we I, I think it we, was kicked we, you kicked it off well. Right, you know? right, right. I I think I think uh we kicked it right into, you know, great segues and where we need to go. So I, one thing I I've I've got from this interview is that I don't know if I'm tough enough, tough enough to be a kicker either. <laughs> what makes you say that? Hold on. What? what because what? because because the the fact that he thought about yeah, there's some there's some there's some thighs that I can probably lunge into or attempt to tackle. The few times I played football, bro, tackling this guy, this freight train coming at me was not a thought. Not the move. I was, it wasn't I, move. I, I was, I was trying to figure out. I was praying, God, please, somebody tackle this guy because I am not the one. I mean, I had my little Deion Sanders. I was Deion Sanders out there. I'm too pretty to be tackling anybody right now. <laughs> my God. My God. I, yeah. I, I I just don't know. But, hey, you know what? We all had dreams in Pop Warner football, Will. Nothing's changed. But, no, we appreciate <laughs> Mason. <thing> me. <laughs> we appreciate Mason jumping in here, man. Look, like the U.S. team, we mentioned it on the way out of that. Packers are going to have to bounce back from a week one loss like the Ryder Cup team in the U.S. did from previous Ryder Cups. Uh, it takes some some special effort. You know what? I like that Mason, as a kicker, can get over things very quickly. You know what? You miss a kick to win the game. Guess what? You got a game next week. You know, unfortunately, in the Ryder Cup scenario, if you lose the Ryder Cup, you got two more years before you can try it again. So, uh, or is it four? Is it two or four? I don't remember. But COVID, COVID's got me messed up two. on all the all – the, it's two – but you know, like yeah, like you said earlier this year, we playing the we playing the twenty twenty two thousand Olympics and and now twenty twenty one. They didn't put place kicking in the Olympics as an individual sport, so Mace can get his gold. Let's just right. Let me put that right there. <laughs> right. I I I, I want to. I'm curious to to see who is the you know focal point of this year's Ryder Cup for the U.S. state team. I mm, personally okay. think. I, I personally think the. The guy that will save us is Billy Horschel. Oh, Dang. he didn't get no. picked. No, I forgot. No, Damn. Oh, mm. well, I don't know who's going to win this week, man. Because that Billy was. I'm still. I'm still crushed over that. 
a little bit, Doug. And I know we're not supposed to be speaking on to it, but no, we, we can't. We got, we got to get over. Billy's not on the team. Sorry, we love you, Billy, but you're not you're not gonna be there. And you know, I I've been looking at these 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 names, Will, from the U.S. side, and just thinking about team dynamic. I think I think one person you got to put a star next to to watch this week is Brooks Kepka. As much smack yeah. as we talk about Brooks on here, and as much. <laughs> fire that Brooks brings himself from the media with his commentary. I think we'll see if his me, me, me mentality does help the team. You know, at the I end mean, of the day, this is an individual sport. If Brooks takes care of himself and does what the hell he's supposed to do and gets his W's, then nobody's going to talk smack. You know what? But yeah, if he goes out there and loses, it's coming at you, Brooks. Hot and spicy. I, I'm, and, I, and, I, and I'm curious to see this this uh, this dynamic of his, his mixed emotions. I'm sure he's going to have a cornucopia of emotions because one... I mean, he, he openly admitted that he does not like the Ryder Cup format. He doesn't like it. However, he has won his first U.S. Open in Wisconsin. So I am very interested to see how he uh, how he transitions and how he adapts. And if he's going to be that, that locker room Dennis Rodman. When we talk to difference makers, Will, for the U.S. team, my eye cannot stop looking at Scotty Scheffler's name on this list. I think Scotty mm. Scheffler is going to be that player that can pull out some singles matches. It's kind of He's kind of under the radar, really good player, wedges it wonderfully, rolls it beautifully. I think Scotty Scheffler can be the difference maker in this year's Ryder Cup for the U.S. team. I disagree with that, Doug. Okay. I think fine. I think the difference maker is going to be, I think difference makers could be possibly Colin Morikawa. Mm. Because the reason why I say that, we know, we you and I have mentioned in many of the episodes how... When it comes to the debuts of Colin Morikawa, he shows up. He's a rookie this year, mm. and he may he may show up in a way that that could be a, a, a point saver or accelerator. I don't know, but I think uh, I think he he may kick this one up through the uprights as well. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> on the European side of things, as an automatic qualifier, I feel like Terrell Hatton is going to be that wild card. You know, I don't know, you know, with Terrell, I don't know if you, you, you we don't know what we're going to get with him week to week. You know, he's either the best player in the world or he's the most uh, flamboyant player in the world, if you will. So I'm going to keep my eye on Terrell Hatton this year in the Ryder Cup for the oh, European team. D- Dougie, here's my question. Given the fact that you know the history of Sergio Garcia and how he can just get all the points he's like again he leads the he leads the points um, on the american team all the time you mean the european team european team excuse me it's fair do you feel do you feel that you will want to take our best player at sergio because he's such a veteran or you want to kind of stay away from him? or do you think he's going to be a factor this week Hate to put you on the you spot at, like that, though. You look at Sergio's body of work leading up into the Ryder Cup. I don't think he's going to be a factor. I, I think I think he may scratch out a, a win in, in team competition, uh, but I don't think he's strong enough right now to pull out a, a singles win if he does get picked for singles. So I, I'm not looking really at Sergio Garcia. I think it was a vanity pick uh, by Padraig Harrington. Um, if I am going to look at somebody that's really, uh, if I'm going to aim at somebody, like you know, if I'm going to pick the last person on the team, I'm looking at Ian Poulter. I know Ian Poulter usually rises up to the Ryder Cup, but how 
like we said in the previous episode, he's like 58 now. No offense, Ian. You're not 58. It's just a it's a reference to being older. Um, between Poulter and Westwood, we got some years. You got some mileage on those guys, and I think we got a we got a young team in the American side. I think uh, I think the old guys are gonna have to. Uh, take a seat this year. And I don't, I don't look for Sergio or Ian Poulter to get much done in this year's Ryder Cup. That's just my thoughts. Mm. Take it as it is. I think, Scotty, mm. we got a younger team. We got eight of the top ten players in the world on the, Europe, on the U.S. side of things, Will. I think we have a lot of firepower right now. And I don't think them boys got a chance from across the pond. Not on this ground. Not on this us, A. That's all Man, I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But- I hear you. I, I I disagree with that, but we'll see. We'll see. You always uh, disagree the, with me. That's why we get I, this show. I, I, you know, I know. I know. I, I'm 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 Will Bond. You, Cornhouse. Cornhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, see. with that, we're gonna bid y'all adieu. It's Ryder Cup week. Look, Will and I are in Wisconsin right now as we speak. We're gonna come back on here next week. Give you our takes, what we saw up close and personal. They are on the property at Whistling Straits, just outside of Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and Will. I guess we'll be beyond the fairway this week. So, uh, we will be. Stay tuned, listen, follow, subscribe. You know what to do. Beyond the fairway every week, right here. Golf Channel, NBC Sports. We'll holla at you. USA. USA. I can't gain any more weight off the cheese curds, bro. I. I would. Bro. I came home. I. Came home backed up. Can't do it no more. No more cheese curds for me. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.